0: The book I'd like to talk about is a fictional work by Sherwood Anderson, an American author, and the name of the book is Winesburg, Ohio. And Winesburg, Ohio is a very important book from a literary standpoint in terms of doing some interesting new things with form and style and content that had not been done before in American literature. And the book was published in 1919, just after World War I, and in essence, the book is often seen as the first American example of modernist writing or modernist fiction, and that's just a way of saying that it launched some new ways to uh, organize material into a fictional work. By that I mean that uh, Winesburg, Ohio isn't exactly a novel, and it's not exactly a short story collection. It's something in between. It's often been called a story cycle, In other words, a cycle of stories that feature some of the same characters from story to story, but some different ones as well. And so Sherwood Anderson, uh, in essence, he was writing short stories in the middle part of the 19-teens and publishing them in literary journals across the United States. And at some point he saw some connections between what he thought had been only separate short stories. He saw some thematic and stylistic connections between those stories. And so he experimented with form and came up with this new form called the story cycle that uh, in essence is what uh, Winesburg, Ohio, it's the way in which it's organized. Winesburg, Ohio is an interesting story. It's a study of one community. And again, that community is Winesburg, Ohio, but uh, don't look for it on the map, because if you do, you'll be misled. There is a town called Winesburg, Ohio, but in fact, Sherwood Anderson based Winesburg, Ohio on his hometown of Clyde, Ohio. So in essence, that's the town he's really writing about. And in the work that he uh, put together, uh, these separate short stories, Winesburg, Ohio looks at every aspect of life in that small town from the viewpoint of a number of characters, but primarily from the viewpoint of one character who's a young man who's growing up in the town and maybe he feels that the town is fascinating but maybe a little limiting. And so eventually that young man ends up leaving his hometown in order to carry on his life elsewhere. But the point of Winesburg, Ohio, isn't really the story of that one young man. The stories are kind of from his vantage point, but the the subject of Winesburg, Ohio, are the many characters who comprise the towns. It's kind of a community story. Um, There'll be some stories about individual characters who have certain kinds of problems fitting in to the rest of society. There'll be some stories in there about um, some, um, shall we say, alienated characters who live on the outskirts of town, who do their best to fit in but are kind of stigmatized for being different in various ways. And then there's some uh, stories in the book that look at some centrally uh, prominent figures in the town, such as the preacher and and the school teacher and, and these sorts of things. Um, The book, Winesburg, Ohio, looks at all these characters with a great deal of compassion, but with no sentimentality. And that's what caught the attention of many other writers who came after Sherwood Anderson, such as William Faulkner, or Ernest Hemingway, or F. Scott Fitzgerald, uh, three of the many authors who were heavily influenced by Sherwood Anderson and Winesburg, Ohio all three of those younger authors read Winesburg, Ohio, and realized this is the way we should be writing about American towns. This is the way we should be writing about American communities. And so in that sense, uh, Winesburg, Ohio was very influential from a kind of a, a thematic perspective. But quite beyond that, uh, Winesburg, Ohio was also influential stylistically. We talked about that it introduced the idea of a story cycle, which was a new form. But beyond that, the writing is very sparse and spare and symbolic. And you can see that he heavily influenced William Faulkner in that regard. And and for his simplicity of narrative, he influenced heavily uh, Ernest Hemingway. And all those younger authors looked with great affection on Sherwood Anderson uh, later in life. In fact, it was Sherwood Anderson who encouraged William Faulkner to move back home to Mississippi to what Sherwood Anderson called his native postage stamp of soil in order to find himself as a writer. And indeed, William Faulkner heeded Anderson's advice and moved back to uh, Oxford, Mississippi, and, and started to write the Yoknapatawpha Patalfa novels that are set there that are so wonderful in their evocation of landscape and, and society of that small town in Mississippi. So that's a direct uh, kind of testament to the influence of Winesburg, Ohio. A couple other things can be said about Winesburg, Ohio, is that it introduced a new kind of psychological rigor and intensity uh, that had you know, previously not been known in American novels. It, uh, in essence, Sherwood Anderson had read Sigmund Freud and, and Jungian theories and was quite apprised of, uh, of the latest in uh, psychological writings. And Sherwood Anderson tried to incorporate new understanding of the complex nature of human identity and he invested all his characters with this kind of complexity So those characters in Winesburg, Ohio are anything but stick figures. They're fully three-dimensional figures who are conveyed in the simplest of terms. It's quite a a feat that uh, Sherwood Anderson accomplishes in balancing complexity with simplicity. And another thing is uh, uh, Winesburg, Ohio has sometimes been called a realistic novel or work, fictional work. When in fact, in a lot of respects, it's not uh, realistic at all. It's, uh, as I said earlier, it's highly symbolic. And Sherwood Anderson makes every effort to try to uh, say more with less. And so he doesn't give you all the details of what life would be like in that small town at that time and place. Instead, he kind of lets the symbols, uh, uh, very, very carefully introduced symbols, do the weight of conveying the meaning of what it was like to live in that town, in that time, in that place. And so that's another of his uh, contributions to American literature. Uh, as I alluded to earlier, Sherwood Anderson became a, a kind of a mentor to younger writers, and we mentioned three of them, but there are many others that one could mention who were influenced by uh, by Sherwood Anderson, including John Steinbeck and John Updike and many others. So that's another important thing about... Uh, Uh, Winesburg, Ohio, is that it's one of the most influential American fictional works of all time. Um, Beyond that, and I think of uh, importance to our regional ties uh, in this area, where we're speaking, East Tennessee State University and the surrounding environment of Appalachia, Sherwood Anderson eventually settled in Marion, Virginia. He had moved there from a variety of other places where he had lived. He had lived in New Orleans and Mobile, Chicago, and, of course, Ohio. But he finally settled in Marion, Virginia and became an honorary Appalachian citizen, starting newspapers here and kind of helping the local economy throughout the 1920s and 30s. And he became kind of a local celebrity, but he never stood out while living in Appalachia. He became everybody's best friend and best neighbor. And so he kind of, in many respects, is seen today as kind of inadvertently being the father of Appalachian literature in that he had a national, even international reputation when he moved to Appalachia at a time that when Appalachia was experiencing its own literary renaissance, but he was already fully established and he kind of indirectly kind of gave a sense that it's quite fine and wonderful for people to write about Appalachian topics. Uh, before the 1920s, there wasn't a lot of serious literary writing about Appalachia. But in essence, Sherwood Anderson gave a kind of a a legitimacy to that enterprise, and and in fact, Sherwood Anderson wrote uh, several works set in Appalachia, so that's kind of a sidelight note, uh, but Winesburg, Ohio is by far his best-known work, and the work uh, by which he's remembered today. So that's, that's the book that I would encourage everybody to give a chance to and, and to at some point read and uh, just appreciate the, the achievement of that very small but important book of American literature.